Hello, my gorgeous darlings, and welcome to another episode of Anna Mariaisms, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until we're talking about it. <laughs> Great intro, right? I should keep that. So this week has been a super interesting one. A lot of decisions have been made for me, and I'm going to share with you guys a little bit about my life and what's been going on and see where it can help you in your life. So I recently decided to commit to a couple of different things, and I'm not sure how much of some of that I've shared with you in previous episodes. In 2018, I put on my vision board that one thing that I wanted to be known for specifically was to be the leading expert in conscious parenting and creating space for the genius of each child. Now, that's something that I very much got away from because of my own limiting beliefs and the limiting beliefs of those around me that I foolishly listened to, and I just kind of backed off from that a lot. I tried to focus a lot more on self-exploration because it made more sense, because it was safer, and what do we all know about what is safe? We know that it's going to screw you over eventually, right? You're not going to be living the life that you were designed to live, the life that you want to live. So another thing that I had been wanting to move into that was really calling to me was as I moved into doing voice acting and voice talent, I realized that I really wanted to do acting in general, And I realized that that would be something that would be very, very fun for me. And as you guys know, I always tell you to go with what's fun. When something calls to you and it's exciting, go with it. But in addition to being fun, it's also something that terrifies me. And that's something that both of these paths have in common. I'm terrified to begin acting. I'm terrified to really, truly brand myself as an expert on a topic which Many people are going to assume I don't have any experience in because I don't have kids. So there's an element of fear in both of those places. And then on top of that, there is this pervasive belief in our society that in order to succeed, we must be focused solely on one path, never deviating. So many people will say, you know, well, you can do one thing at a time and you can do that and get to a certain point here and then start building the other. The problem with that is, is that for me at this time, I know that I'm being led to do both, to take real significant steps forward in both areas. And I don't necessarily know what all of that looks like yet, but I am making an effort to take those steps I've already had multiple people come to me and say, you know, this isn't a good idea. It's not wise. You need to do one or the other, pick it and focus on it for a bit. But thankfully, while I was having that conversation in my head prior to having it with anyone else, someone introduced a term to me that if I've heard it before, I had completely and totally forgotten. That term is polymath. And I've always been obsessed with ancient philosophers, ancient teachers in math, science, philosophy, uh, language, poetry, those types of things. And if you look at 
most of the people that we admire, most of the people that really created the depth of knowledge that we have on most subjects today, most of them were polymaths. They were people who did not focus on one primary area ever. People like Leonardo da Vinci, Benjamin Franklin, Aristotle, Plato. While they were known sometimes as one specific thing, they all had their fingers in various different pots. And because they were using all of these different things together, there was a synergy that allowed them to make great leaps of understanding in each area. There is a growing movement across many universities in the United States, where I live, to incorporate interdisciplinary studies. And the reason that this type of degree is now something that's available widely is because educators and students alike realized when we focus on more than one area, we actually create more room for growth, more room for understanding, and more room for pulling from different bodies of knowledge and information in order to create greater leaps of discovery and understanding in every area. And so when I decided to do this podcast, I I made a very specific decision, which I told you guys about in the first episode, that from now on, I was going to stop doing things because they made sense and just do the things that felt right. And that sounds crazy to a lot of people, you know, especially, and and people don't understand, when I say this, they assume, oh, you know, you're, uh, what is it, right-brained? Is that the one or is it left? You're one of those people that thinks with your emotions, you know, you're thinking with your feelings, you're not like, this is foolish, let me show you a better way, let me provide you with structure, not realizing that I'm actually highly, highly logical, (laughs) Um, that I actually think equally with both sides of my brain, and that because of that, for many, many years, I stood at a crossroads, incapable of moving forward, because my logic was arguing with my intuition, and the two were not working together. When I made a decision, every time, in fact, that I have made a decision to allow my intuition to lead my logic, and I've allowed that logic to kind of craft the structure of the path that my intuition was leading me down, I've always had quantum leaps of productivity of pulling in exactly what I wanted, of moving forward very, very, very quickly. And so when I started doing this podcast right around that time, I made the decision that that was what I was going to do from now on, that just because something made sense or didn't mean that I was going to do it, and just because something didn't make sense didn't mean that I was going to avoid it. And as you know, I didn't create this podcast within one container because even before I really truly understood why I realized that it was important to stop making myself one thing to stop sitting in one area of focus to stop sitting as one label this is who I am 
a lot of people get so confused about what they do and who they are and they try to label themselves with what they do they try to be a doctor and that's that's what they are they try to be a teacher and that's what they are they try to be a mother and that's what they are and they take these pieces and define themselves by these pieces and begin missing all the other things that they are and slowly but surely their personality shapes and morphs so that they can only fit in that category because that's how they've been defining themselves. Our words are so powerful, especially when you say I am. The two most powerful words in just about any language is I am. Because what you say after that defines you. And if you say it enough times, it literally will define you. Whether you mean for it to or not. If you go around and you say, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, your entire body, the entire universe will do everything in its power to bring about what you are claiming, to bring about what you are speaking into existence. If you walk around and you say, I'm broke, I have no money, I suck at life, no one loves me, I am unlovable, what's going to happen is that your body, your mind, the universe, everything will work together to make happen what it is you believe and speak into existence. And it does this in order to keep you from going insane because If you always said that, but you always had proof that that wasn't true, then, you know, you'd you'd begin questioning yourself. And the universe in your body doesn't want you to question yourself. It wants you to be able to trust yourself. So when you proclaim, I am X, Y, Z, that's exactly what you get. So removing harmful labels or labels that simply aren't efficient or aren't helpful is so important. That said, you recognize that at the beginning of this episode, and this is one of those places where you pay attention, you have to be aware of what you're saying, and you have to be willing to be wrong. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about his need to realize that he could be wrong. Two people, actually. And the response from one of them was, well, I'm firm in my position, but, you know, you aren't. So, well, that's part of the problem is that if you are so firm in your position that you can't see that you might be wrong, that's called arrogance. Side note, a little rabbit hole there for you. But earlier in this episode, I said that I am a polymath. So... I've taken on a label there. Now, labels aren't always bad, right? Sometimes they can be quite helpful. At the moment, that label is helpful for me because it carries with it the weight of forefathers and foremothers who produced incredible work, who literally changed the world and reshaped society By doing the exact same thing that for so long I have believed and been told is a weakness and a flaw in my character. So taking on that label gives me a sense of pride 
in what was always a sense of shame, right? Jack of all trades or Jane of all trades, I tried to use in the past, but it didn't feel good because what do we say about a jack of all trades? A jack of all trades is a master of none. And the reality is that for polymaths, you are a master of a lot of things. <laughs> now, you might not be an expert in every single field, but you are an expert in many. And at the very least, you're an expert in synthesizing the different things that you're using. So Jane of all trades or Jack of all trades is a disempowering label, whereas polymath is very empowering. So as you look at how you're defining yourself, ask yourself, okay, this label here, is there a better one? Or do I even need one in this area? Is that necessary? I have become very wary of how I describe the jobs that I, that I do. And I, I still slip up on this. I'll say on accident, I am a voice actress or I am a family coach. That's not true. One of my careers currently is coaching. One of my careers currently is voice acting. But that's not who I am. Who I am cannot be packaged into either of those labels. And it shouldn't be. So become aware of what it is you're proclaiming about yourself. Rabbit trails, rabbit trails, rabbit trails. So I find myself on a journey that many of you also find yourselves on, where logic dictates that you do things a certain way, but your intuition is calling you, begging you, telling you, demanding that you please finally listen to it and go another way. And it's scary to follow your intuition. It's scary because you feel like you've been wrong in the past. It's scary because it makes no logical sense. It's scary because everyone around you tells you it's crazy. It's scary because the dream is so big, you don't know if you can achieve it. And it's frightening because what if you fail? And what if you succeed? Then what? Look at how many people succeed and remain unhappy and unsatisfied. And maybe the fear is that you will succeed and still not be happy. Which is why I have made it in my life, still working on this, which is why I have made it such a big deal for my clients that you must pursue what brings you joy. And do not confuse joy with comfortable, blah, meh, contentment. Joy is not having friends playing in the background and playing a video game.